The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here with you on this beautiful Monday edition of the show. Hope you guys are having a great Monday, getting a great start to your week. We are certainly ready to get going for sure. We do want to mention that this segment is brought to you by our our friend Jason Egley, Farmers Insurance agent, and cool thing about Jason is, you know, Mo, he really cares about his teachers and coaches. Guy was a teacher himself, so he knows what it's like to uh, to be in that classroom and have to deal with all the things they deal with, not just with the kids, but with just in general. You know, you got grading papers, you got all this other stuff going on. You. you it's it's not an eight to three. It's not. I mean, it, it's a seven to about nine at night and sometimes longer or earlier. So you know what he does? He gives them a discount on their insurance. That's nice of him, I thought. Solid. Hey, great dude. Great dude. So, yeah, you guys should uh, certainly check out uh, Jason Egley, Farmer's Insurance. Give him a call, 615-250-2723. That's 615-250-2723. Jason Egley is your local farmer's agent. Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, as he is each and every Monday, we bring in the voice of the Blue Raiders, Mr. Chip Walters. Chip, what's going on? Oh, just a beautiful, beautiful day here today, and uh, and a great day yesterday, and you know, just uh, trying to get the week off to a good start. Aren't we all? Exactly. We're we're all just day to day as it is anyway. I'm just I'm, I, I wanted to check and just see, make sure that uh, Mo's blood pressure has come back down since last night. It hasn't. Only slightly. Only slightly. Now, I, I, I want to float an idea to you to you two guys and see what you think about it. 
I know uh, right now, I know there's a lot of Braves fans that are not fans of instant replay, uh, or at least the interpretation of that call last night, which, you know, under our current, under the current system they have, I, I, I don't understand how you miss that. But you try to, you try to balance the human element because, I mean, the players are human. The umpires are human. And then you get down and then you, but you add the element of technology with the replay. I get that. And it, that's fine. Uh, but here, here's my thought. And you, you tell me no, nobody with their human eye can ever be able to go in, you know, it, with looking at a play, whether it's a football official, a basketball official, baseball umpire, whatever it is, can can go frame by frame, which you are doing in in all these sports now. Are we splitting hairs, and are we taking the human element out of it? My proposal would be, yeah, use replay, but let the slowest speed you can look at it be fifty percent which still allows you to get a second look at it at a little slower pace, but allows you to keep the human element of the officials in the game. You know, am that, I crazy? No. Or what do you think? I don't, I don't think you're crazy. I think, I think my thing chip last night in particular, but in general, if I think if we didn't have review and, and you caught that guy safe and there's no, there's no next level to take it to, then we just take it and go. I think I know my frustration with that particular call is you reviewed that and you still missed it. That's, right, exactly. that, that's the thing. I mean, if, if you just missed it on the field and that's all you had to go on, then I think, I think we could take it. I know I could take it a lot better, better. but after you looked at that and you took the time to look at that and we saw some of the slow motion angles that were available. Now, whether they were available in New York or not, who knows, but Which they should, they should be, they should have all the angles. Available. One would think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think that's my frustration. If, if you're going to review that and you're still going to get it wrong, then let's just not review. Right. If, if, yeah. if the goal is to get the call, right then I don't think you can change the replay process. I think you just have to do better at using the replay process. I, I think a lot of times there are officials who uh, use the call stands because they're of the lack of video evidence or whatever as a scapegoat more so than just trying to get the call right, and that's unfortunate, but that's neither here nor there. I think if you're, if you're going to have replay, then – Use replay to its full advantage and get the call right. If not, if you want to keep the human element as a part of it, then let's just not have replay at all. Because honestly, if there if we are having replay and this is what's going to happen, then why are we having it? So anyway, that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, and I mean, in, in that play last night, if you look at it in real time, his foot was sure. at at the at home plate in the area of home plate before the tag was made. And in real time, it looked like he was safe. It was, uh, and but but yeah, but 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 then you you go back, and I'm I'm with you guys. If I don't I don't understand how when you have a second look at it and can go frame by frame like that, how you miss the call. 
I agree. I thought he was safe even with the first replay, but it was because the angle was down. What the umpire did not have the the uh, ability to see was the angle from the field level, from the ground. From So from the ground, you could tell that his foot hit the ground, bounced over the plate, and then landed on the other side of the plate. But the umpire couldn't see that. All he saw was his foot go over the plate. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I, I don't fault him on his original no, call. No, not at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. But anyway, Sounds, I didn't mean to stir the pot. But. No, no, there was no need. I mean, the pot, the pot. <laughs> well stirred. <laughs> the pot is simmering and, and can boil at any point on this one anyway. Yeah. It doesn't sound like there was a whole lot of um, replay needed for the Blue Raiders out in San Antonio this weekend. Boy, not yesterday for sure. Uh you know, yesterday, you know, it's one of those deals where when you run out of pitching, you run out of pitching, and and uh, and and, and, it, and things can turn ugly quickly, and they did in a in a fifteen to one uh, win by San Antonio. Now they have, you know, it's been interesting throughout this year. Middle has had great pitching, and uh, and and the hitting has 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 been suspect at times. Uh, on the other hand, on the flip side, UTSA, they have just hit it a ton all year, lead the league in home runs and all kinds of things, and their pitching has been a little suspect. Well, uh, this weekend, you, you go down and you – and really, I mean, I was talking to Dick Palmer last night after the game, and they were on their way to the airport, and, you know, he was talking about the, the frustration level is that you feel like you had – you should have won the first three games. You lose Friday seven to six. You lose in extra innings in the first game of the doubleheader five to three. And you had the the lead going to the bottom of the seventh in that one. You had the lead in the second game of the doubleheader two to nothing, and you lose three to two. So you you should have been at least two to one in the series going into Sunday. And so I mean, you know they they've had some some you know frustrating things happen they they kept you know uh, the uh, seven to six game that, that i understand that that that's fine you you kind of got in one where you had to score a few runs but the uh the two games on saturday the double header i mean middle's pitching was outstanding uh with uh you know peyton wigington did did all he could and uh and took a tough luck loss uh, I mean, or got they got the win in the in eight. Well, they got that win, but the other game, the three to two game on Saturday, uh, that they lose, just a very very tough luck loss in that one. So, you know, it's uh, they've got to get they now they've got to go back on the road this week to play at Western Kentucky, and was going to get a quick look at the standings right now in the league and. Middle, interestingly enough, plays in the Eastern Division in almost every sport, but in the West, they are in the or in the in baseball, they're in the West. And uh, Louisiana Tech has had the best start so far. Them in Southern Miss, and Southern Miss got swept their opening weekend. They won eight in a row now, and uh, but Louisiana Tech's ten and two. Southern Miss is eight and three. UTSA uh, is six and five. Middle five six and one. And then you drop down to UAB and Rice with three and two wins respectively. On the other side, uh, Charlotte and Old Dominion have had the best starts 
Uh, Charlotte eleven and one now. And Old Dominion is just pounding people, and they are uh, ten and two. Then a they've got a four game lead over Western, who's in third place. Then Florida Atlantic five and seven, FIU four and eight, and Marshall has had their struggles. They are zero and twelve in the league, and four and nineteen uh, overall. But uh, you know, middle right now is, is still in in good in good shape to be in the postseason. They just need to uh, they need to get a, a little uh, little luck going on their side in, uh, in in some of these that are coming down to you know one run games uh, and 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 they've had some tough luck of going one batter too far mm. on a couple of pitchers you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and it's like golly uh, and 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 you 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 go that one batter too far you give up the big hit and. Then you bring in your guy out of the bullpen and he gets a double play or, you know, or gets a ground ball out, that kind of thing. So it's, it, that's happened twice once against Rice and once against, uh, UTSA this past weekend of staying with a guy one batter too long that could have made the difference in winning or losing the ball game. We're on the Parks Motor Sales hotline with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. Um, Chip, you said middle is playing in the West Division for baseball. They typically play in the East. Is there somebody in the West that does not play baseball, or what is what is the rationale there? Yes, believe it or not, North Texas, of all people, does not play baseball. Can you imagine that? No. With all the players in the Metroplex area, <laughs> North Texas does not play baseball. Huh. That's just it. It's always just stunned me. That 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 is stunning. Um, and that's the only team, so they couldn't. I mean, is there, there there's a, one more, and I'm trying to think who it is. It's got to be. Uh, uh, I'll tell you who it is. Uh, UTEP doesn't UTEP play doesn't baseball play either. Baseball. Nope. And uh, and you know, and as good as New Mexico State has been, that's mm-hmm. forty miles down the road in Las Cruces, New Mexico, UTEP does not have baseball, UTEP in, in North Texas. So I don't know whether that would, you know, they haven't played in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, North, uh, North Texas, as long as we've been playing them in the Sun Belt and Conference USA, have never had baseball. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, MTSU softball, meanwhile, with a series win over over Marshall this weekend at home, um, losing the opener on Friday, 10-4, but coming back in 10 innings and winning 9-8 and then sealing the series with a – oh, that's a four-game series. So they won it 3-1, my bad. They won Saturday 9-5 and Sunday 6-2. So Jeff Breeden's bunch getting it done this weekend. They've got their bats going right now, and, uh, and, and you know, and they've also gotten, as we've talked about, uh, they've, they've gotten some good, good young pitching and are continuing to add to that. Um, you know, they've been, they've been they're their game over 500. And, you know, the last two or three years in particular, we have seen them, you know, continue to make strides to get better and better. And, and, uh, it's the first time that they have ever won a series from Marshall uh since they've been playing them so that's a big step and now they've got western kentucky coming up next weekend and the standings uh, after this past week uh charlotte with a two game or six to two six and two record middle four and four 
FIU two and two and uh, Western has yet to play a conference series. Hmm. They are fifteen and six overall, so they've they've got a good a good group. Haven't played as many games as almost everybody else. Uh, not sure why, but uh, in the uh, in the West, Louisiana Tech may be. UTSA look to be the best teams there right now, but in the East, Charlotte, Middle, and you know maybe Western, depending on on, on the you know we just don't have a, a feel for them within the league yet, and of course Middle playing in the East Division in softball. <laughs> um, Chip, we had a question on Facebook Live earlier. Um, is Blue Raider football coming back this year? Now, obviously, we're in spring practice right now. Um, what what kind of scoop have you got for us off the gridiron? Well, they had they they uh, I, I think Coach Stock made a really good decision last Friday morning, looking at the weather forecast, and they were supposed to have their they've missed their first scrimmage, and what nine days ago had their second scrimmage on Saturday morning, uh, which I have I happened to watch a good bit of that. Well, on Friday morning they pivoted and. Uh, instead of having a scrimmage on Saturday, this past Saturday morning, they went ahead with the rain and the forecast. They went ahead and had it on Friday afternoon. And, uh, you know, they, uh, I think from what I've seen so far, uh, the offensive system that Brent Deerman is installing is I, I, I think it's pretty fan friendly the way that they play in the sense that there's a lot of uh, a lot of vertical uh, in the game, both in the run and the pass. Uh, you've got uh, what appears to be a uh, a really strong armed, uh, smart quarterback in Bailey Hockman, the North Carolina State transfer who who appears to be gaining uh, a, a stranglehold uh, hmm. on on the starting job. Uh, Chase Cunningham, who was the backup a year ago, has improved. He's, he's much, much he's, he looks like he is getting better and better. And that'll be a, a good competition uh, for, for those two guys going into the fall. They've got one week left. This is their last week of spring ball. But the, uh, the, uh, the two running backs, uh, uh, from one, the one from Florida State and the one from uh, West Virginia, who opted out uh, mm-hmm. two weeks before the season started last year, they are back. They opted out for COVID reasons, and they are back. and 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 with Brent Deerman's offense, which is based on the RPO system, the run pass option, and in his is truly the R means a whole lot because <laughs> he, he likes he likes the R. Uh, even more than the P, and uh, and 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 wherever he has been, their running numbers have been astronomical. Uh, I mean, you know, in in very very balanced, which is weird. Uh, yeah, very very balanced in the in the sense that uh, it's not much over. It's it's it, he tries to have it right near fifty fifty as far as output is concerned. Uh, he is a he's an interesting guy. Very very. Uh, positive vibe around the offense and, and and that has spread throughout out the team with his uh insertion into the coaching staff him and Brent Stockstill as the uh as the as the wide receiver coach 
you get a chance, there's about a seven-minute mic'd up video from last Thursday or Friday uh, on Twitter, on the football, MT Football Twitter page. It's it's Deerman mic'd up, and and you get a real sense of, you know, obviously they're not giving away, you know, play calls and stuff like that, but you get – it's a whole lot of interaction between him and the players and, you know, him challenging guys and also, uh, also you know, patting them on the back and, 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 and that kind of thing and, and really trying to uh, instill a positive championship culture on the offensive side of the football – and uh, it's it's really uh, you know I, I I really really like what I hear and what I see uh, the uh, the uh, it, it's going to be interesting. You got you got uh, you're going to have a really good quarterback. Keep him healthy. You're going to have you got two really good running backs, and then a third with Brad Anderson, who's I think now playing his seventh year in a in a middle uniform. And then you'll have you've got a a you you basically have every one of your receivers back from a year ago, including C.J. Wyndham, who, by the way, played high school ball with Bailey Hockman down at McEachern uh, in Powder Springs, Georgia. They played together. So they've got that familiarity. And, and everybody else on your receiving core from a year ago, you have back. So, uh, you know, I, I think they feel pretty positive about that. And and you, you on the defensive side, you th- th- those front four guys are playing really well, Jordan Ferguson and, and that crew. And um, and so you're getting you're also getting some guys healthy uh, from a year ago. So I think I think it's been a really really upbeat spring, and and uh, and we'll see how that translates through summer workouts and into fall camp. But um, you know we've talked about the the brutality of the early schedule. Uh, you want to be at full go when uh, when the season starts. Sorry. <laughs> See how you do me? Uh, Chip, before we let you go, and we're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. Um, I think this came down since we last spoke to you. Um, the Hayes triumvirate of Anastasia, Aislinn, and Alasia has landed in Starkville. Have we talked Correct. to you about that, or did we just talk amongst ourselves on that one? <laughs> no, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, but I think it. I, I, I think last week at this time we weren't uh, sure Where? we had an idea this was going to happen, but it it, it, it officially uh, did go down. Uh, and also the uh, the fourth sister who is still at Riverdale, uh, from what I have garnered through reporting being done that that mississippi state is one of her final four <laughs> so imagine. that'll be go, go figure huh yeah and uh but uh you know i mean nikki mccray uh you know is the coach at uh at mississippi state she's getting some talented players uh with those and so you know just wish them all the best of luck and uh and then now it'll be interesting to see with uh, Coach Ensel, you know, how they dip into the transfer portal and also uh, understand we're, we're getting very close on hearing who's, who the guys are going to be adding to their roster after the three who transferred have now all landed somewhere. Hmm. Uh, the ones who transferred out, Jordan Davis ended up at Jacksonville. Uh, Jace Johnson uh, is at uh, Siena, which is 
very, very close to his home in Buffalo. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and Tyson Jackson saw last night uh, that he's going to the University of New Orleans. So, the interesting private- there. The privateers. Privateers. Yeah. Oh, I will tell you that uh, I had a last Monday after I talked to you guys, I had about a 30 minute conversation with Monty Tao. I was in line to get my vaccine. So I said, I hadn't talked to Monty in a little bit, who it was national championship day. And Monty is the inventor of the alley oop. He and David Thompson, uh, part of that uh, NC state team of the, of the early seventies. 73. But, uh, yep. And he, uh, he is just an absolute scream to talk to. And he was, he, he and I've been real close friends since his days uh, when he was an assistant here at middle and uh, he is doing well living back in Gainesville, he, uh, Florida, he and his wife, but uh, it's always good to catch up. He and I talk about, um, we talk about basketball. He always wants to me to give him updates on every on, on his friends at, at middle. And then we talk, uh, we talk rock and roll bands after that. Mm. So that's, that's what we do. There you go. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is. He he and I used to sit across from each other on the, on the, on bus trips and, and, and we would sit there and, and we would, he and I would talk the whole way and rarely was any of it about basketball. So that, that helped break up the trips. Break it up. Yeah. You got to get some kind of break in there. Get some balance in life. All right, uh, Chip, we're going to have to let you go. We appreciate it, though. As always, we'll talk to you next Monday, and uh, looking forward to it, as always. All right, see you, man. Thank you, Chip. That's Chip Walters on the Parks and Motor Sales Hotline. This segment has been brought to you by uh, Jason Egley at Farmers Insurance. Yes, Jason Egley at Farmers Insurance. Sorry, (laughs) I muted the wrong thing, and then I heard that go off. But Make sure to check out Jason Egley, uh, Farmers Insurance. Give him a call, 615-250-2723. That's 615-250-2723. Jason Egley, Farmers Insurance. Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Talking Braves. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 
Yes, it's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Thanks for hanging out with us on this beautiful Monday here as we come to you live from the Front Porch Sports Headquarters on West 7th and Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao, joined as always by Mo Patton. And very excited to, to be here and not as excited to talk about this particular segment. Uh, as Chip's already got us wound up. Or we'd have been real excited to talk about it last night. Oh, yeah. man. I, not in a good way. No, not in a good way. It, and here's the thing is, I'm not even like, I'm not saying the Braves deserve to win, but they didn't deserve to lose that way. Well, uh, there you go. I mean, it started with the Will Smith experience. Well, you know which, how it is. Yeah. I mean, if if he doesn't give up the double, then none of that happens. But you know, as it turned out, like like you said, they didn't deserve to lose that way on that call. And you know, I've if you follow me on Twitter at Mopatton underscore Sports, there is one particular replay. Well, um, so from at Brian Hoyt twenty four. The one from the backside mm-hmm. is through good, the umpire's legs is good, but the umpire's leg is kind of in the way. The one from the center field wall is the one that I found to be the most definitive. Definitive for me, but I, I mean, like I said in the last segment, at when it happened in real time, I said he got him out. And then I saw the first replay, and I said, oh, no, he's safe. Like, I mean, I, I just had given up that he was safe because it was the top, that you know, that top-down mm-hmm. angle where you just see his, you, his foot go over the plate. Where you can't tell if his foot makes contact with the plate or not. Right. But, I mean, the bottom line is that, yeah, he got to the plate first, but he didn't touch it. And if you don't touch the base, it doesn't count. That's that's kind of the point. And if you don't touch the base and you're tagged, you're then out. you're out. I mean, it, uh, theoretically. <laughs> Except in Atlanta in the top of the ninth. Uh, it's just, it's frustrating. But yes, I, I mean, I get the, like I told, like like Chip said, I, I don't blame the umpire at all. No, the I really don't. The angle the umpire had, it I would have called him safe too. I mean, and. You know, you have to kind of credit him. I mean, you can be in position to make the call and still get the call wrong. He's in position. He's right there on top of it. And he gets it wrong. But, again, my thing is, if you review this and you still get it wrong, then review is useless. Review is useless. We wasted five minutes of my time. And this just made was, me angrier. No, this was an official review. This yep. wasn't a challenge. That's they correct. asked for this. That's correct. Because Jason Stark last night tweeted something out about one element of review being that the umpires in New York are reluctant to overrule the umpires on the field, which that that's a concept a that really gets my blood pressure up. Yeah. Because – I thought the concept of review was to get the call right. I didn't think the the concept was to make the umpires affirm, feel better. To affirm these umpires, 
Oh, you're doing a great job. Pat him on the butt. Get back out there. No, get the call right. And and here's the thing. As an umpire, I don't mind being overruled. If and it's if, getting the call right. And if you are an umpire and it's going to hurt your feelings. To get overruled? You're in the wrong business. Go back groceries. Anything. Kroger's hiring. <laughs> I mean, God. It's ridiculous. Amazon's hiring. UPS is hiring. Go do something else. If getting the call right isn't your primary concern. We won't talk about the the called first strike in the bottom of the eighth to Austin Riley. That was about seven inches inside. That's annoying mm. too. Austin Austin pulled a uh, a Freddie Freeman. <laughs> he just looked back there like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like, dude, you're set up on the inside shoulder, and you still got that call. It's it's, it's, it's like Fred. I'm I'm just disappointed. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. That's the worst. It, yeah, uh, Braves still win the series. Uh, yeah, but it would have it would have been nice to send Philly out of there with a sweep. Yeah, but you know, I don't think they went home feeling good about it. They shouldn't. I don't I, I, I truly believe that they're probably like, Well, we got away with one and we'll take mm, it, but they're but, not feeling good about it. Yeah. They're not going, Yeah, we we took that one away from them. I know. Mm. Even with uh the Bryce Harper and Dee Dee Gregorius Homers and And the Grease Hopkins Homer and See, I missed that one. I I I, I didn't turn it on till uh, I told you Drew Smiley gave up. <laughs> Man, <laughs> two hits and a home run that when dude, I turned it that on. That dude went from sugar to something else real quick. <laughs> yeah, and it was all my fault apparently because I turned the game well, on. You should have stayed in Pleasant View. I guess. Um, but yeah, so R H J crushed another one. Yeah, yeah. He and uh, Freddie both had homers, so they are. I will tell you what I will tell you what somebody told me about Freddie's uh, slow start and why he's picked it up since he has been back home. Okay, and uh, basically, he just needed to be at his house and see his wife for a few minutes. Oh lord! <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> I said, "Well, you know what." <laughs> Oops. That seems like a logical explanation here. Uh, that, that's a little more information than I needed, but hey, I maybe, don't, I mean, ma- if maybe it works. Chelsea needs to make road trips in. Hey, <laughs> They're not allowed. This is the problem. Oh. And she's got twins and Charlie at home, so <laughs> there's Man, that. That's 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 just TMI right there. I'm just saying, I don't know if that's the reason, but the timing certainly makes sense. Maybe he just likes being at home. I don't know, but... Yeah, Freddie has certainly come on in the last couple of days or in this, these last series Homer didn't each game. And R.A.J. is just absolutely crushing the ball, hitting what almost – he's hitting over 400, isn't he? He's at like 414 I'm after not, going three for four last night. I'm not sure what he's hitting, but the ball that he beat out to lead off the bottom of the first – 108 miles an hour off the bat, and he still beat it out. You know, it didn't. Wasn't a slow roller. It didn't seem like Didi was taking an inordinate amount of time with it. No. But it is R.A.J. coming out of the box. 
Yeah, but you still, I mean, if a ball's hit that hard to you, you go, oh, I got this. <laughs> I mean, I can take some time. It ain't no big deal. And then, boom. And and the difference right here, really and truly, the difference is Didi Gregorius doesn't have Andrelton Simmons' arm. That's That's true. That's true. I think he – but did you see the stat that it was the hardest thrown ball he's thrown since 2016? I did not see that. 88 miles an hour. So not only was it hit 108, Didi Gregorius threw it harder than he's than he's thrown a baseball since – In five years. Since 2016 and still didn't get him out. And it wasn't close. No. It wasn't bang, bang. Uh-uh. I mean, he was there. He was across the back. Insane. Apparently, it was faster than Usain Bolt ran in 2016 or whatever. Hopefully, hopefully, that play right there put to rest any. The hustle factor? Yeah. Not to be confused with the hustle factory. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if Drew Smiley had hustled on that sacrifice bunt. <laughs> wow. That was a great bunt. It, dude. That was a great bunt. You know what? He made up. Almost made up. I guess he's cool. we got the run back. We got a run back. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't make up for his fourth inning debacle, but he certainly uh, helped his cause with that thing of beauty that he watched all the way down the line. <laughs> I, I like pitchers that can get bunts down when they need to get bunts down. So, it, and especially a guy who most recently has played in the American League. Right. I don't know when the last time is he's picked a bat up. Right. So. Oh, before we get out of this segment, this day in Atlanta Braves history. On April 12, 1970, Phil Roof became the first of just three major leaguers to play for both the Milwaukee Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. Ten years after making his debut with the Braves when he appeared in three games during the 1960 season, Roof scored three runs in the Brewers' 16-2 win over the Chicago White Sox. Roof, by the way, was later manager of the Class AA Nashville Express. The um, The Express. 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 Yeah. The um, Minnesota Twins AA affiliate when they were sharing Greer Stadium with the Nashville Sounds. Um. The other two Braves slash Brewers should be able to guess at least one of them. Henry, Hank, Aaron. And Felipe Alou. That one I would not have guessed. No, you wouldn't have. I wouldn't uh, have either. Don't feel bad. That's, that's an odd one. So, so that's what happened on this day in Atlanta Braves history. There you go. And if you would like to sponsor this day in Atlanta Braves history, Give us a call. Get at us because we're going to be doing this every day. All, all five days yep. of the week. Um, Braves host the Marlins in a four-game set starting tonight. Is Jose Urania scheduled to pitch in any of these games? Ooh. Ooh. Let, let's let's see. Let's see. Uh Probable starters. Because that is a good question, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Alcantara scheduled to go today. Mm -hmm. Pablo Lopez tomorrow. We miss Urania. Nick Nadert, 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 I don't know, is going to go Wednesday. And then on Thursday is Trevor Rogers. 
That's good. I will tell you, Alcantara and Wascar and we know of tonight could be fun. Um, could um, be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what Enoa does coming off that um, five-inning bullpen start last week. Yeah, a bullpen start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just sounded like a, a regular start is what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, Well, you don't usually hear five-inning and bullpen, bullpen start. start. Yeah. So I think Enoa is making a case is what he is mm-hmm. doing. Uh, and the Marlins have not been great, but they beat the best pitcher in baseball. Jacob DeGrom. Beat DeGrom over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Hit a home run against him, and then the Mets just didn't score. <laughs> so Because, well, that's what they do when DeGrom pitches. They just they don't, don't score. score. Yeah. Uh, never been a 15-game winner. DeGrom has never won 15 games in a year, and that's, that's just sickening. And and when you say the best pitcher in baseball, it's just generally accepted that he is that, and he's never won 15 games in a season. <laughs> right. It's wild. Uh, Braves play tonight. They will be at home 6-20 Central Daylight Time. I assume we're going to go live with a pregame at 5.05 on WKRM 103.7 on the sister station. So – it's just uh, probably a 5.05 uh, pregame start there on the radio and a 6.20 first pitch. We could confirm that, but I don't think we need to. I don't think. Um, Especially because we are way past a break. We are. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Tennessee State. And uh, the apparently they've hired a coach for a position that is not. We didn't think was open. Open. So yeah. we'll talk about that when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Happy to be with you here on this Monday edition of the show, and hope that you will stick around the rest of the week as we have some great special guests coming your way. Um... I will not be in. I guess I, I will not be in town. Um, you will not be in the state at all. Uh, starting on Wednesday, so I'm not sure if we're leaving after the show on Tuesday or I don't know what we're doing. Uh, I'm I I don't. I don't you travel like I travel. Just tell me where to be and when to be there. I mean, yeah. I like to make the plans. But sometimes 
I really don't. I don't make. I don't get to make the plans. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's not to say Sarah likes making plans. She'd rather just wing it. But like, so sometimes there are no plans. And but what it's you're more saying. like it's more like okay, this is what I would like to do, but it's not necessarily what is possible because uh, we have the mother-in-law is going with us. The mother-in-law. So as a, I can just tell you that Sarah's already told me she's going to be the keeper of the Charlie on this vacation. (laughs) So there you go. That's awesome. I mean, Hey, got to do what you got to do. Well, I hope pass her off. I, I hope you enjoy it because let's see. You'll be gone and I'll be gone. Two weeks later. Um, just before spring fling. Well, just after my birthday. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, we will be out of state as well, but we'll only be gone Thursday and Friday, I believe. And, and as far as this show goes, You're going I feel, on. I feel like I'm the more expendable of this duo. <laughs> I don't think so. So, uh, disagree, but so, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, I can do all this crazy stuff over here and 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 make it work for a day or two. But uh, now, as far as content goes, this is all you. Well, and uh, but you're definitely going to want to check check in with us on because oh, we have got some if fantastic. You are, if you are if you have been listening for the last six and a half months, you're going to want to listen the rest of this week and. As far as Gump would say, that's all I'm going to say about that. But keep an eye out for the special guest. Yeah, the special guest hosts that we will have in the studio are just going to be fantastic. Mm. Um, you're, so, gonna, you're, you're going to hate that you missed it if yeah. you miss it. So let's talk a little bit about uh, there is a press conference that we are uh, aware of that's supposed to be held tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Now, whether it's held or not, I don't know. We won't know right in this second. But I'm hearing that. There are reasons that it may not be held. Right. So, but. That being said, mm-hmm. there was a scheduled a press conference uh, tomorrow at 10. Has it been announced? No, this press conference was not announced. And <laughs> in keeping with some other things regarding this situation. This is, the, this is just part of the worst kept secret in Nashville for the last couple of weeks. Um Rumors started swirling yesterday, maybe Saturday. I got a phone call uh, from a friend of the show who said the Eddie George news is real. Did you know the Eddie George news at that time? I did not know what the Eddie George news was at that time. I had to go t- to Twitter and search. Uh, I searched Twitter, hit latest, and it said uh, rumors swirling that Eddie George is going to be the new head football coach at Tennessee State University. To which you said, wait a minute. Tennessee State University has a football coach. They have a football coach, and far as I know, he's still their football coach. Um, Yeah, but we were wrong. There have been wrong well, happened to me. Well, I, I were we wrong, though? We weren't. Were we wrong? I mean, it's not been confirmed. It, or Nor denied by Rod Reed. <laughs> yeah. As he told Mike Oregon. As he said on a, I guess it was on a Zoom following right. yesterday's following loss yeah. to 
Southeast Missouri. And Andrew Bunch. Yeah. Well done, Andrew Bunch. Um, Eddie George to Tennessee State as a head coach, I I thought at first it made a lot of sense. And then the more you look into it and the more that you see some comments from folks like you sent me over the weekend from, you know. What, What sense did you think it made? I mean, I know the name Eddie George, but I grew up then. You know, and he, I don't think he about ain't recruiting you like those kids when Eddie George was in his heyday, they weren't alive. And the thing, clearly, clearly, this is Tennessee State's administration following the Jackson State decision to hire Deion Sanders, NFL Hall of Famer Deion Sanders, you know, NFL Network Deion Sanders. Primetime Deion Sanders. 30 for 30, E60, everything there is. It's a completely different Eddie George ain't that. He's not. He's not even that in Nashville, much less on a national level. Yeah, and and not taking any shots at Eddie George. Great NFL career. And good dude. Not in the Hall of Fame. Nope, and not going to be. Um... At least Dion was doing some coaching at the high school level. How much? Who knows? But he had the title. Eddie's not done that. You know, so I I don't I know what they're trying to do. I don't know what makes them think it's gonna work. Buzz. That's what you need. Rod Reed doesn't give you that. The OVC doesn't give you that. Eddie George doesn't give you that. I understand. This is going. This is going to make more waves than hiring Jimmy Bob from down the street, okay? Or elevating Shannon Harris from offensive coordinator. Or anybody. Right. It's going to give you more headlines. But okay. is it going to now, work? I don't know. If that is that what you're looking for? Because I mean, if it is, the mission accomplished. Yeah, you got the headlines. You owned Tuesday or whenever this press conference is going to be held. Because it's going to be run on ESPN and the NFL Network and all that other stuff. And then you're hoping. Then what? Then you're hoping that Eddie George can walk into a kid's living room and say, "Hey, I'm Eddie George, and I want you to come play football for me," and hope that works. Now, we understand. Just like you hope it works when Rod Reed does it, or when James Reese did it, or when James Webster did it, or any of those other guys. Now. We have some additional information that may or may not uh, make a difference. That his one of his assistant coaches could be a huge name. Now, huge name in college, not at all. Will it matter? We're going to talk about this more tomorrow, and we're going to have George Plaster on the show to talk about it with us. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, George has some inside information. So tomorrow he'll tell us a little bit more about what we can expect. Uh, this story is not going to go any way anytime soon. So we're just giving you a little teaser for the rest of the week. If you missed any part of today's show, the podcast is available on the website, podcast tab, sm-tnsports.com. Check it out. We would love for you to uh, download that, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, Uh, You can say something in there if you want to. Just say that, you know, peanut butter and jelly is delicious. We don't care. Uh, Just give us a comment and a five-star rating. We'd appreciate that. Um, That's going to do it for today's show. 
sm-tnsports.com for more and full coverage from tonight's uh, ball games over at uh, wherever we go. I'm not sure yet. There will be ball games though, and we will be there. sm-tnsports.com. For Mo Patton, Chris Yao, have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. <laughs> <laughs>